What's up, y'all? This is Dear Marshall, and I'm here with Brighton. Uh, we just finished a photo shoot, and I want to talk to this incredible human and introduce him to the folks that I follow. Um, I guess, like, what I'm interested in is what are your top three values that you constantly check yourself on when you're making decisions? Um, I think, well, my top, top, top thing has always been honesty. Um, being honest with myself, being honest with the people around me, being honest with the things that I put out into the world as far as my art and the way that I carry myself just as a human being in general. Um, I like everything about myself to be honest and authentic. Um, secondly, definitely loyalty. Um, you don't get too many people in your life that are loyal and trustworthy and honest with you. So I think that whatever you put into the universe is what you get back. So if I'm loyal to the people around me, then hopefully people will be loyal to me um, and treating people how I want to be treated. I think for me, like living those, like following those three things in my life is just like kind of like even if I go through hard things I always know that like at the end of the day my conscience is always clear mm -hmm. because on my end I've been honest I've been loyal and you know what I'm saying I've given you what I what I wanted to be given and if that doesn't you know equate in you know the way that I deal with people or the world then that sucks for them yeah what would you say has been like a most recent experience that has shaped your identity um, that emphasized those values in your life? Um, definitely a friendship that I just ended not too long. Um, I mean, pretty a little while ago. Um, I think that I had dealt with a similar situation with someone previous in my past and being older and growing and having, you know, more experience in my life now seeing those red flags and dealing with that kind of showed me a lot about myself and um and how i need to make better choice like i i think you know as far as those values i think that i let those things kind of blind me in a way so when i come when i come across people that aren't great for me or that shouldn't be in my space i take my honesty my loyalty and my i take all of that and i overextend it Mm. Um, and so I think just recently I had a, I was a, in a you know a friendship or a situation where it was completely taken advantage of, and I just kind of felt used and abused, and it drained me. And so it kind of taught me to take more care of myself, and and just because I want to be honest and and be that person for people doesn't mean that I have to kill myself to do it. Mm. Yeah, that's also something that I I mean I don't know if this is how you feel, but do you think that you often give people the benefit of the doubt initially? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But I do think I I do think that like there is a there is a line, you know what I mean? Because you have to get past a certain um point for me emotionally, um, for me to even care enough to like give you the benefit of the doubt. Mm. Because initially if I don't know you, if I don't care for you, then you know what I mean? It's like, it, it, it doesn't bother me. I won't let it sit on my spirit. But when you get to a certain level with me, it's like, at that point, yes. I think that, you know, 
Okay, so when so I have a question to build off of that. Like, does that also reflect in the uh, professional relationships that you have, especially like con- with like your with all the music that you're creating? Do you look for um, values alignment with those that you professionally work with, or absolutely? You know, Honestly, I think across the board. Yeah. Friendships, relationships, family, uh, professional relationships. I think it's all like you have to be for me. I have to be able... I can't create with anybody that I don't trust. Mm-hmm. I can't create mm-hmm. with anybody that's not honest with me or that I'm not honest with because then the project or the collaboration or whatever the the end result is isn't real. It isn't honest. It's not me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, if, if we do something collaborative and, and I'm doing something that I don't feel is me or represents me and I can't tell you that, then what are we doing? Right. You know what I mean? So... So, you know, I I know this will, maybe this has happened, maybe this will happen in the future, but as you start to monetize off of um, your creativity, like, what is that, how far is that boundary going to extend when there's a monetary value attached to the creative project? You know, that's something that I haven't really come across yet because... I don't really have an end goal. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like with, as far as, like, creating, like, when it comes to my music, my dancing, anything, like, I just want to do it. I just want to create. I don't really have, like, a goal. Like, I'm not, you know, I don't have my eye on being famous or, like, mm-hmm. making it to fucking Beyonce. Let's stay. Like, that's not, like, anything that's a part of my goal set. So, I feel right now, like, you know, if I come across that, I don't really know how how that would affect the, mm-hmm. the way that I move. Um, but I still believe that, you know, like I feel like I won't sell my soul. So I'm not, it's like, I, it just kind of depends on how intense or how much I dislike the situation to to have to continue to deal with it. Yeah. Um, and again, I haven't experienced that yet because I'm just not there. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in the very beginning of me finding myself still. And so, um, I think it, it'll definitely depend on like where I'm trying to go in the end. How's that going? Finding a relationship with yourself. It's fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really enjoying. Like, it's weird because I feel like dance has always been there, and also music has too. I think, like, I've you know I've been writing for a long time, like since I was young. Like, I think I've been writing and doing not not necessarily doing music, but I've been interested in music since I been dancing Mm -hmm. I just took the road of dancing very seriously and I trained and you know did all the things that I was supposed to do as a dancer but so it's it's interesting starting this journey of like me being um outwardly an art a musician an artist Mm -hmm. in that in that way um because it's very new and I surprise myself still you know sometimes and it's like kind of weird but it's also kind of dope yeah um especially when i create something that i fuck with and not just something that i think other people will fuck with because that to me really doesn't matter um so yeah 
Yeah, I, honestly, Shay, Shay threw some of your music on um, while we were driving, and I was like, he's fucking dope, like, I want to meet him, and I think, like, I want to dive in deeper of, like, how do you choose, what do you look for in the beats that you're choosing, um, and what influences, like, your cadence and, and your style? Um, honestly, I'm still figuring that out. Um, when it comes to the the beats that I choose or the producers that I work with, I think it's really the same in the same um, wave of inspiration as far as my dancing is. I kind of just let my body and let my spirit kind of guide me. Like if I don't vibe with it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't automatically create like something in my mind that I feel like okay, boom, it's there. Then to me, it's like I don't want to ha- like. It sounds weird, but I don't want to have to work for a song. Like, I want it to just manifest itself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I want to hear the music or feel, you know, whatever the feeling is and go with that. Like, I never sit and want to write a song about something specific. Like, oh, I'm going to write a song about, you know, walking around the park today. Like, if the music that I'm listening to takes me to a memory of me walking around a park, then that's what I'm going to write about. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm going to, you know, that's the direction I'm going to go in. So the beat influences your words? Yes. Mm. Yes. The music definitely, I always, and I think that I learned that definitely from dancing, that I always trust the music to, to guide me. Mm down the path that I'm supposed to go down, whether it's dancing or whether it's, like, when I'm dancing, I just, like, lift, like, I, a lot of my dancing style when it comes to me teaching comes from freestyle. Yeah. Because I just, like, I'll just, like, freestyle to a song for hours and just pick and choose little things that I've done that I felt like I can't not do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So when I'm listening to a beat to write to, like, I only write things that I feel like I can't not say. Yeah. So how has COVID uplifted or set you back in uh, your personal goals? Uh, Well, it's kind of weird, you know. um, It definitely set me back as far as my dancing goals because my goal was to open up a studio around my 33rd year. But obviously with everything going on I'm not thinking about even possibly opening up a business for the next five to ten years um and you know that definitely set me back but at the in the same at the same time um you know I found my I found the fun and the love of like creating music and like being like putting myself out there and like being an artist like I didn't have the time before because I was just doing, you know, I was doing blazers and I had my own dance company and I was teaching and it was just, I was doing so much when it came to dance that I never had time to even think about doing anything else. And with COVID shutting up the world down, I had so much time to think about other things that I'm good at or other things that I want to learn how to do, take pictures, make videos, edit videos, and do all those things for myself as I go through this journey of doing music. Mm-hmm. 
So it definitely fucked me up, but it definitely taught me some shit too. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy to see like what folks will build from this time because it almost seems like, you know, it kind of fucked up everybody's world. So it's like everything that people are doing now is this huge pivot that we all had to take. Like no one had a choice but to experience that. Like it sucks in a lot of ways, but it's also, I feel like, you know, maybe the world needed to stop for a second. You know what I mean? And I think another thing when it comes to COVID, like, I think it really taught me about um, the value of like, like real friends and like, Mm. like, and knowing the difference between acquaintances and people that you party with and go to bars with and people that you have in your life that are like solid and that are always going to be there. Because the people that, for me personally, that I know that I've spoken to or that I've kept in contact with or that have checked up on me during this crazy-ass time are people that have have me. You know what I mean? And the people that I was partying with and hanging out with and drinking with and smoking with and going doing all these things that I, that I consider my friends, you know, I see... I see see things a little differently now, just mm-hmm. based off my experience in this within this time. So I think that that's also something that I needed because I love way too hard and I love like very openly. And I think that sometimes that can be a blessing, but sometimes it can also be a curse. If you had to name like what communities you are part of that show like the dimensions of your character and interests like who would you name as your community groups well see and that's that's an interesting question because I have uh, so very many you know I have the LGBTQ community and I have my vote because I'm, I'm a part of a vote house um, and they're amazing I also have you know my nerd community my comic book people that keep me <laughs> that keep me you know they make like like them is my people you know what I'm saying like and I think that I carry myself in such a way that like people don't assume that like I have a very nerdy side and you know the people that I surround myself with are very like you know not that so me being that I have to have that those people to kind of so I can have express myself in that way um, my black people, always, Black Lives Matter, period. Um, and then, honestly, my chosen family, my, my friends, the people that I choose to love me, the people that I choose to love, and, yeah. Okay, and we definitely need to utilize this opportunity to talk about your EP, any dates, any... Like, how do people get in touch with you to make sure when it does come out that they can check it out? So that, my EP is in the works. Um, I don't have any dates. I'm trying not to give myself, like, you know, a time limit or timeline. I'm just doing what I can when I can. Um, But I'm definitely putting out stuff uh, here and there in between in between time definitely um check my instagram brighton m my soundcloud same brighton m um and yeah 
I'm always just kind of running around, posting stuff randomly. You know, you got to kind of catch me when you can. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. But I'm excited for these pictures because you're pretty, you're super dope and like, you know, working with you is super easy and like, I feel like we've known each other for longer than we have. Yeah, you know, and, and this is, I think it really matters on how you're introduced to someone, right? The role of the person who introduces you to someone greatly influences, um, like how deep you might be willing to go with the other person, mm. like your comfortability, um, the depthness. And for me, like I definitely, I dive deep pretty quickly or can be like like very openly loving. And mm. for those who aren't used to that or don't approach people the same way, I can be like too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where it just it makes people feel distrusting of me because of how open, like, there's, like, oh, there's no way that you could be this nice and you don't even know me, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, like, I don't know. I just, I feel so much joy from your aura. And, like, where where does that come from? Like, for me, I I think it's always interesting because I know I come from a lot of trauma that it kind of has pushed me of, like, there's no... I've overcome so much, there's no reason not to have joy because life could have been so different. Yeah. I just think personally, like, and I know this is going to sound kind of morbid, but life's going to suck whether you're happy or sad. You know what I mean? Like, shit is going to be bad, but there's always good shit too. So it's like, yeah, like for me, it's like, why, you know, walk around with, with a negative attitude to treating people like shit? when like there's no point to that like I just I find I just I just find it unnecessary and I think it takes more energy to be mean and be a negative person than it does just to not mm-hmm. you know and I do think like I have gone through a lot of things and I've been through a lot of things that I feel like could have turned me or made me a bitter bad person but again it's like if I go through my life, like, even if I have negative or bad shit happening to me, on a, like, every day, like, if I go through my life and I'm honest and I'm caring and I'm a good person, then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't want to be someone that's bringing pain and bringing, like, you know, hardship and negativity to people's lives because I've had so much of that, mm-hmm. like, pushed on me and had that be something that has damaged me in ways um and I would never want to be the 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 pro, like, like be the person to make someone feel that way yeah absolutely do you think that people uh like that's common in society for people to be aware of how they show up in spaces no I think that people I think that people are taught to um to be the star mm-hmm. or to be the loudest or smartest or prettiest in the room. And so, I mean, and, 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 you know, Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it, I think that it shows in our society, like 
when it comes to status and who's wearing the best shoes, who's wearing the who's driving the driving the best car. So I think that when you have people that are more worried about how they are, how they are and how they show up in spaces and how they treat people, um, those are people that you have to definitely like nurture and, and be good to because when you turn them sour, the world just goes to shit. Mm-hmm. It's like empathy is like my fucking curse and my blessing. It's like it sucks but it's also such a beautiful thing and I think that when you have empathy and you can carry yourself in the world like being the best version of yourself like in a positive way that speaks volumes about humanity and the best and there's more there's less of us but we're the best of us what's your sign? I'm a cancer you're a cancer cancer Virgo Virgo very interesting. I feel like I'm attracted to a lot of cancers. I know a lot of cancers. Yeah, actually, I know a lot of cancers, too. Yeah. Yeah. We're great. I think we're, like, we're, like, I think people, when people hear cancer, they think emotional, they, they think always think emotional, but I think emotional is such a broad term that people always just think it's, like, oh, they're just crying, or, like, oh, they're just, like, super super sad or super like this and it's like my emotions do I think it like I feel not only my emotions extremely strongly but other people's emotions also and I think it like it comes out in different ways like it manifests in different ways like I don't cry very often ever but I get pissed a lot or I get irritated very very easily or I get aggravated and it's like Mm -hmm. that's how my emotions manifest so I am emotional but not in a way that like pe- most people assume cancers are emotional. I think I think when I think of cancers and emotion, I think of like two different types of cancers. The ones who have a hard time navigating or haven't learned yet how to navigate their emotions and cancer like and such a difference in a cancer who knows how to navigate their emotions or is aware of you know just like how you said how it shows up for you I think that that's why I'm attracted to those I'm attracted to you (laughs) those types of cancers oh my gosh yeah yeah I like people that are self-aware like like I like I think I have like the highest the highest tolerance of people like that know when they're doing like that know how like they are so it's like for example, if someone is, you know, being annoying, and they're like, "Sorry, guys, I'm being annoying," like I, like, like, or like, not even, not even to say sorry, but to just be like, you know, like, yeah, like, like I, I know I was being annoying, but that's just like kind of who I, like who I am. It's like, okay, cool. Like I respect mm, that mm-hmm. more than some, more than people that are not self-aware at all, and they say things that are rude or they say things that are just like inappropriate and they don't understand what like why it's wrong rude or inappropriate well what about people who are like well you know do you ever what about those who are like oh well that's just how they are like yes and that's what i mean like people that 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 are self-aware they know that that's that what they're doing and that they're doing it and that will you know like own up to it those are people that like even if they piss me off are people that I can respect. Mm. 
I think I have a hard time for people who are mean for no reason. Yeah. And, you know, they're like, well, that's just me. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm yeah. mean. I'm like, I don't know if I can rock with that. No. Yeah, mean? We don't like mean. Okay. <laughs> we don't like mean. No, we don't like a bully. bully. You're talking like quirks. Yeah. I'm okay. Ta- I'm, 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 I'm talking like, like. Things that don't have anything to do with other people. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, it's not going to affect you. Okay. Got it. Because you know you have people that, like, that are, like, worried about what other people are doing. The way that they chew. Or the way that they yeah. say words. Or the way that they, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, oh like I'm taking 15 shots. It's like, I'm going to, you know, I, I know what I'm doing. I'm aware. But I'm not affecting you. I'm not, that's what I'm worried about. Me. Cool. My, I had to clarify that. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. No, we don't do bullies. I don't like people. I, I, I recall a time in like middle school that I had a, I had a, there was this, uh, this guy that was such a fucking bully. I moved to Atlanta and it like, I never had, I've never, I had never seen a bully before because I'm from South Central. So like, I, I mean, long, in Long Beach, but everybody is kind of like. It's like rough, you know what I mean. You have people that aren't as rough, but like you, like you don't have like I never. There were like never like gangbangers that were like picking on, you know, little skinny nerdy kids. Mm-hmm. Like they was always the hard people and the, the people tough people were always fighting each other. That's just how it was. So I never was around any bullies per se. And then when I moved to Atlanta, there were there was this guy and he was. Like, he got held back, like, two years. <laughs> and he was, like, six foot. <laughs> in, like, eighth grade. It was so weird. <laughs> and he used to bully everybody. Like, all the, like, the like the, the kids. He was, like, taking the, the lunch money and shit. And it was, like, the first time I ever seen that. Because, like, obviously watching TV and you see it on TV. But, like, I never seen that. And so, ever since then, it just, like, really put a bad taste in my Like, I don't like but I think they're so weak. And I think people that go after people or talk about people or are disrespectful to people that they know or feel like won't defend themselves is the most disgusting thing and those are the people that need their ass beat mm-hmm. like those are the ones like I don't you know I don't fight anymore like I did a lot of fighting in my like younger years but like those are the type of people I would come out of my uh, come out of retirement for <laughs> So, so walk me through like the different state. What's your migration story? Where where were you born? Oh God, um, I was born in LA. Um, I was born in LA. I just moved around California until I was like eleven or twelve, and then I moved with my dad to Arizona. He's in the Air Force, um, and then from there I just bounced around. Um, I've lived. In New York, Boston, L.A., um, New Orleans, Atlanta, Arizona, Texas, now Portland. Um, yeah, kind of just was all over the place. Vegas. I think I lived. I think Portland is actually the longest at, before um, outside of California. Portland is the longest place that I've that I've lived it was Vegas which was three years which is my my max 
I always moved after like the second or third year of anywhere I was living. Um, but after that year, I mean, um, after three years, I moved back to California and then I've been here for almost four now. You want to stay in Portland or you think you're going to move? Well, I was, um, I was actually on my way out right when COVID hit. Oh, interesting. Yeah, like, I was on my way out. Um, I just think that, you know, Portland Portland is great. I love it here. But I think that as, like, a big city person and somebody who's lived in, like, a lot of big places, Portland is really small. And I think there's, like, only so much that you can get done here. Um, And at that point, I had, like, felt like I exhausted the dance community and, like, you know, after I finished, after I left dancing for the Blazers, I was just kind of like, and I, and I finished my, not like, you know, did my, had my first successful sold out show at my dance company at the World Trade Center. Like, I was just kind of like, you know, what else is there to do? Mm. Um, so, yeah, but then, you know, I got into my music and I think now, like, doing my music, like, Portland will teach me a lot. So I feel like I could stay here, but I don't know, forever. But definitely, at least for the next few years, until the world goes back to normal. And then I might move to New Zealand. Mm, that'd be real cool. <laughs> that would be real cool. But I do think Portland um, is growing. Yeah, it definitely is. Um, I think there's definitely a lot of opportunity, creative-wise. Right. There's a and, lot and of ag- creative. And again, I was so focused on my dance, my dance uh, career that I was ready to go back to LA um, to really get my training in and like, mm-hmm. you know, get in, get into the industry more, um, you know, maybe even go like to New York or Atlanta and just like go immerse myself in debt and like training. Because again, there's like only a few studios here that I can train at. There's, you know, um, the dance community is very small. So I was ready to go. But then, again, I started, you know, I started taking my own pictures and making and editing my own videos and doing music over quarantine. So it's like there's a lot more that I'm interested in doing now. Um, And so I think, like, with that, there's a lot more doors that can be opened here in Portland. Mm -hmm. I can stay here and do more and and stay for a longer time and, like, accomplish more because I have more to offer than just me, you know, running around dance studios. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, it was so dope to get to know you more. Um, I will send you the photos. The gallery will be posted on my website, imarkenergy.com, I-M-A-R-C, energy.com. And super excited uh, to see if any of them make the cut to be the cover. But if not, it's okay, too. It was a really fun shoot. Um, it will. One of them was. It was, some, <laughs> it was some good pictures. Like we, like you, you got some good ones. So yes. I'm excited to see them and like, and 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 get get this aesthetic right for this EP because I'm such a fucking perfectionist and I need it to be right. I see. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, y'all, for listening. Thanks for having me.